0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti, along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, hope you enjoyed the great weather over the weekend and are ready to get back into Penn State football.
0: Yeah, ready to get back to the great indoors, as they say, Jim, and spend a little time with you.
1: Ah, you say the nicest things, Dusty. Tell you what, we're ready to start a new series, the kind of series that only we can do so well. And this one is the KSN Top 40 Penn State players. Dustin, this group was put together by you. So why don't you explain to our listeners your parameters for setting it up?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's highly complicated. I just always wanted to be Casey Kasem growing up, and I just wanted to play a top 40 for people. And really, it just kind of comes down to influential players Um, On Penn State's 2022 season, you can kind of figure out where it's ultimately going to lead. And it was surprising. I didn't really have a number when I started building a list. But, you know, I think it it hits home, you know, how there are 40 logical names out there and you know you have 22 starters right so it, it kind of hits home how much roster depth means and how important that is because some of these guys obviously are not going to be starter players but they are still very important to the fate of the penn state football team in 2022 and uh it just made sense to go all the way out to 40 so there there
1: we go Well, you sent me the entire list. We're going to count them down, starting at number 40. So obviously, it's going to take us several weeks to get through this. No, I'm not just going to recite all 40. But I will tell you this already, Dustin. I disagree with so many of these. So we are going to have some very good discussions, okay? Just preparing you for that.
0: I'm good with it. I I, I don't think um, think lists are meant to have unanimous agreement from anybody and i know i think it was the last list i did didn't have unanimous agreement either so um so yeah i'm I'm open to it you know i think uh, i think there's guys who are going to be too low there are guys are going to be too high but you know what this is my
1: list for starters and this is your show you're gonna make the list damn it anyway all right let's start at the beginning let's start with number 40 and you have wide receiver caden saunders Interesting guy. He's a true freshman, not real big. He's 5'11, 166 from Ohio. Very highly regarded. Commit. And remember, way back when he committed, he was the first commitment, wasn't he, for this class? I believe so, yeah. Yep. And we thought very highly of him, but he seemed to get lost with all the other big names that came into this class. And I think that's unfortunate that he's been forgotten. What did you see from Caden Saunders?
0: Well, I just just love his game. And I know he's he's not the biggest wide receiver. Um, He had drawn comparisons. This is what he said. From the Penn State coaching staff uh, to KJ Hamler. And I think that his game more or less is built around the same things. And I know, um, you know, there's a lot of depth suddenly, pretty young depth at the wide receiver position. So I don't think anything can be taken for granted. Um, I put him here on this list because um, over Malik Mega, because I think his skill set was um it's it, it's built to to play a role in this offense uh built to play early i think um he's gonna have his hands full he's gonna have his work cut out for him to kind of crack that group and uh but i think he's going to you know you look at what penn state has at wide receiver uh with mitchell tinsley with uh with parker washington two very good wide outs there uh lambert smith expected to play that number three role really for the third season in a row I think Saunders brings something different to the table than most of those guys do and I think Penn State will ultimately want to use that and that quickness and speed um, you know in in the in what he brings to the table with his footwork I mean I just think he's ready to contribute in year one you know like I said Malik Mega Liam Clifford Trey Wallace there are some other names here but I'm just going out on a limb and saying you know towards the middle part of the season Caden Saunders is going to emerge,
1: it's an interesting pick, especially when you compare him to Malik Mega. The difference, and I'm a big Caden Saunders fan, but it appears that Malik Mega will get that first shot because he also provides something unique. He's 6'4, that's a different look for Penn State at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I think they'll ultimately be vying for different snaps at different positions on the field. And it seems to me like, um, you know, uh, Caden Saunders in that slot role will have a little easier path. Um, You know, we saw Malik Mega start to debut and emerge last season. The coaching staff had a lot of good things to say. I don't think it has to be exclusive one or the other. I think both of these guys would have a shot because they're not going to overlap a whole lot, it would seem, in their assignments.
1: And as you mentioned, a couple other uh, receivers who are in their second year. uh, Clifford, of course, that's Sean Clifford's younger brother, Liam. And Trey Wallace, who made that wonderful catch in the spring game. And he's known for being able to do that, to high point the ball. The play he made seemed like a bit of a special skill, a unique skill. Would you be surprised if it was any one of those other guys, uh, Dustin, Who made that leap?
0: Yeah, and I think that's the exciting thing for Penn State. This position, number 40 on this list, could reasonably go to any number of guys. And I think, um, you know, with Penn State and the wide receiver position, they've been building. To this point, for a few years now, and I would include Jaden Dotton who looked pretty good at, at the Blue White game too. Um, they, they've got some interesting young options, and they've got a whole bunch of them. Um, I wouldn't say it's too many options by by any means, but they specifically went out, you know, in these last few recruiting classes and added a bunch of interesting young talent. And I think Taylor Stubblefield needs to be mentioned again for the role that he seems to be playing, stabilizing that wide receiver coach position uh, because 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 that had been a revolving door that had been not a great situation. And now they're able to score some of these big time recruits and they're able to get a guy like Malik mega who was under the radar, but is is a big time talent. And now the, the wide receiver spot, boy, I mean, I don't remember being quite as optimistic about the future of this position, you know, at at many other points under James Franklin, since he got here.
1: And you know, this is going to be a common theme in looking at your list, Dustin, for me is I'm going to question you on, I think there's somebody at that position. It may be the guy that you name, or it may be another guy. So somebody fits there, but who's the one that's going to step up? And for wide receiver, you've made your statement. It's going to be Caden Saunders. Okay, let's move up the list. Let's move up to number 39 in this week's Top 40. Cornerback Johnny Dixon. Um, he's six foot one eighty six transfer from South Carolina. I think he's a guy that has kind of gotten forgotten in this whole mix, Dusty.
0: A, a little bit, you know. He he transferred last year, and we saw him uh, in twelve games last season. Uh, you look at what they've got at cornerback, and I think the emergence of Kalen King. You know, both of those guys arrived around the same time. Uh, Kaelin King's emergence buries Johnny Dixon just a little bit. And I think with Kalen King projected to be a starter opposite Joey Porter Jr., who's getting all this 2023 NFL draft love, uh, Daquan Hardy, we know what he's all about, what role he's going to play. Um, Johnny Dixon, uh, you know, he he's a cornerback that likely won't be on the field if they're in their base defense. Um, to start games but we also know that they rotate pretty liberally at a bunch of these spots and that johnny dixon will be on the field for key snaps um all throughout the the 2022 season um, i think he has been forgotten about a little bit and maybe the position on my list makes him forgotten about a little bit more too but um i feel like he's not going to be a starter this year but his his arrival last season and the fact that he's still just a junior and can can maybe be last beyond let's say joey porter jr leaving early for the draft you know he helped bring such stability to this position because if they didn't have him you would have some questions right now about okay who else is is really going to play a key role uh johnny dixon has brought stability for the past calendar year and it's only going to continue because if you look at 2023 if joey porter jr moves on they're going to be in the market for another starting cornerback and uh johnny dixon Probably will be that guy, if all things keep going the way that they are. So I think um, you know the the fact that he arrived, he's one of those sneaky gems from the transfer portal. We all talked about Arnold Evicati and Derek Tangelo, but Johnny Dixon played quality snaps last year. He'll play more quality snaps this year and probably even more than that next year as long as he hangs around.
1: I thought Johnny Dixon was a senior. I didn't really check, but... Uh, I'm trying to grab my roster here. He's, he's listed-, listed on
0: the roster as a junior. It, 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 the, the, the roster has gone through some some weird changes with the, with the COVID year and all that stuff. and some guys, you know they've got him listed as a true junior right now. Um, so may, maybe he's just got two seasons of eligibility left. Uh, but they, they, they've really kind of gone back and forth on how they're, how they're treating um, eligibility <laughs> on, on the roster.
1: Well, that's, you know, the um, roster that I have lists them as a senior. But like you said, with the COVID year that everyone gets the extra year, it's so hard to tell. But it also, I'll bring up one more name for you. Again, it's this someone in that position I think deserves the rank of 39th. My question is, is it Johnny Dixon or might it be Marquise Wilson? Do they now have enough wide receivers that that experiment of having Wilson play both ways is over. And remember, that's a guy who pl- played significant time a couple years ago. So, you know, might it be Johnny Dixon? Might it also be Marquis Wilson?
0: Well, he he's going to be—I'm pretty sure that experiment's going to be over. And I, I'm I'm curious to see— um, what was what was last year when it comes to the viewpoint of Marquise Wilson from the Penn State coaching staff? Is he a man with with two positions? Is he a man with no positions? How do they view him as a cornerback? Did they have such depth last year that they wanted to try to maximize his talent and getting more reps? However, they came. I think it's kind of the last thing. Um, but when when he's on the field, I, I feel like he's got some of the better ball skills of this group. So I think he's gonna he's gonna pay some dividends. I also think you know Cam Miller's got a shot. The true freshman. of of playing early in his career. So I think there are definitely some contenders to play um, a lot of these quality staffs, but Johnny Dixon rises to the top of the heat for me.
1: And it's interesting, again, as we talked about wide receivers with, you know, number 40 ranking, there's so many guys there, so much quantity and quality that I don't, I think Wilson's better chance to get on the field is on defense. It'll be interesting to see if they do have him focus on that position and if he will show up or not. Again, it's not me saying I think you're wrong with your pick. It's just, well, is it this guy or that guy who's gonna fill that role? All right, Dusty, that's it for uh quarter number one. Stick around. We'll keep our countdown going in quarter number two.
0: This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over fifty years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State-Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State?